Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Many reasons why Jesus would not and should not have given this woman the time of day, but she needed Jesus to heal her child and she didn't care what she was going to have to go through to make sure that her baby got made well. When a parent loves their child, they are willing to do whatever it takes to get healed. This woman was willing to put up with an insult as long as her baby got healed. Let me tell you something. When it comes to my children, I have absolutely no pride. I have no pride. Amen. Let's get into the word. Our message today comes from the gospel according to Mark, the seventh chapter, and I'm going to be reading the 24th through the 37th verse. Again, that's the gospel according to Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 through 37. I'm going to be reading from the New International uh, translation, uh, the New International Version of God's Word. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was Greek, born in Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First, let the, little, let the children eat all they want, he told her. For it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down the Sea of Galilee into the region of the Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his finger into the man's ear. He spit and touched the man's tongue, and he looked up to heaven with a deep sigh and said to him, Epaphata, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were open, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. 
The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. O Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above. We thank you for the opportunity to gather once again in your name and study your word, Lord God. Lord God, take anything out of me that is not like you, that may hinder me from preaching your word. Allow me to decrease and you increase. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. For the time that we get to spend together today, I would like to talk about Jesus and his reputation. Jesus and his reputation. Reputation, a noun, the overall quality or character as seen or judged by people in general. Recognition by other people of some characteristic or ability. A place in public esteem or regard. A good name. As a pastor, and really as a person even before becoming a pastor, I had to be mindful of my reputation. I know growing up we hear things about not uh, bending to peer pressure and not caring what other people think of us, but sometimes it matters. And sometimes we will do things or not do things to protect a reputation. Protecting my reputation means I don't go to certain places or go at certain times or do certain things. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks about their reputation. Many pastors I know and can think of manage their reputations. But pastors aren't the only occupation uh, or thing concerned about reputations. People in general think about their reputations, and not only their reputations, but the reputations of other things. Uh, neighborhoods have reputations. Schools have reputations. Churches have reputations. Community service organizations, fraternities, sororities, they all deal with reputations. And whether we want to acknowledge it or not, we've all been living on this earth long enough to have done things that either affect our reputation positively or negatively. They all give us a reputation. And we see reputations at work here in Scripture. Jesus was on vacation but his reputation of healing the sick followed him. He was trying to get away. But people had heard about Jesus and they wanted him to continue to do the work. I remember the phrase Bishop Jones says that you cannot retire from God's work. Jesus went into Gentile country where people weren't supposed to know about him because they would not have believed in the same gods. He went into Gentile country to get away from it all. 
Jesus was trying to take a break in Gentile country where he thought he would be away from the crowds, but yet when he got there, a Syrophoenician woman approached Jesus because she wanted Jesus to heal her daughter. And I like what the Syrophoenician woman did when she approached Jesus. Uh, the text says that the woman uh, was Greek and born uh, in, uh, in, in born, Greek born in Syrian Phoenicia, and she begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her. That was verse 26. But in verse 25, it says, in fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. Came and fell at his feet. The text says, when the woman heard about Jesus, she went to Jesus and bowed at his feet. When we want something from God, how much time are we spending in worship before we ask? How much time are we worshiping God before we bring what we want to him? How much time are we using to seek God's face? Or is it the only time that we spend with God is when we ask for his hand? We could spend some more time asking to be in God's presence, worshiping God for who God is, as opposed to saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. Someone who wasn't even raised as a believer knew to worship before asking for what they wanted. Reputation. She had heard about Jesus and heard about him and knew enough about him to worship before asking for what she wanted. But because of reputations, hers and his, the conversation didn't go quite as planned. Uh, in the conversation, she begs Jesus to heal her daughter. But Jesus responds saying that let the little children eat all they want for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. When they talk about bread in the New Testament, it's about teaching and the law and life. Uh, so there's some metaphor, some wordplay going on there, but there's no metaphor or wordplay going on when he says toss it to the dogs. In this conversation, Jesus calls or compares this woman to a dog. Now, some scholars try to say that Jesus was talking about a pet when he referred to her as a dog, but that is not the case. The Greek word that Jesus used for dog is clear. Jesus called this woman a dog as an intentional insult. Jesus intentionally insulted her, talking about tossing things to the dog, but the woman, however, flipped the insult back on him. Uh, even though the dogs are under the table, the woman says, the dogs are still in the house. And the dogs are still in the house and they still get to heat, eat. This woman was willing to put up with whatever she needed to to help her child. Amen. 
the fact and there were so many different things that were going on. Not only did she have to put up with an insult because her reputation as a Gentile woman uh, coming up on a Jew was one. They, they, they were not supposed to be talked. The fact that she was a woman and Jesus was a man meant back then they weren't supposed to be speaking to one another. The fact that she was a, 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 a Gentile and, Jew, and Jesus was a Jewish rabbi meant that they should not be talking to one another. The fact that they were uh, from different countries meant that they should not have been talking to one another. Many reasons why Jesus would not and should not have given this woman the time of day, but she needed Jesus to heal her child and she didn't care what she was going to have to go through to make sure that her baby got made well. When a parent loves their child, they are willing to do whatever it takes to get healed. This woman was willing to put up with an insult as long as her baby got healed. Let me tell you something. When it comes to my children, I have absolutely no pride. I have no pride whatsoever when my children are hurting. I'll do whatever it takes for them to get the healing. And that is what the Syrophoenician woman did not did. She did not care about her reputation. She did not care about Jesus' reputation. All she cared about was her baby's health. And because of that, Jesus healed the daughter. Didn't even have to go to the woman's house. He said she was healed. For such a reply, she took that humiliation. She took that insult and flipped it back. And so he said for such a reply... The de- you may go. The demon has left your daughter. Jesus healed the woman's daughter from afar, saw her faith, saw how she acted, and saw that she didn't care about her reputation. And, 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 and Jesus healed this woman's daughter from far away. Jesus does not even have to be in the same room with you to make a difference in your life because he is just that powerful and so his reputation continued to grow and then Jesus goes on and heals a deaf man and I like verses 32 and 33 because I don't see myself as an either or type of person but a both and type of person So when I look at uh, verse 32, the NIV says uh, there are some people. Uh, The NRSV, New Revised Standard Version, uh, starts off uh, verse 32. It says they. And then the New King James Version uh, on verse 32 starts off with then they. Uh, Every translation agrees, no matter what way you slice it, that other people brought this deaf and mute man to Jesus for healing. This man had people around him who had his best interests at heart. And not only did they care for him, they were willing to do something about it. 
See, it's one thing to feel emotional about a situation, but it's a whole nother thing to actually do something about it. These people did not just say, oh man, that's so messed up. I hope you're feeling better later. I'm praying for you. No, 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 no. They went to somebody who could fix it. They heard about this man on vacation that just happened to be in the area that could fix what needed fixing. And so they went and they went to Jesus. And not only did they go to the one that was able to fix it, they what? They begged for him to fix it. Verse 32 says they begged Jesus to place his hand up on him, him being the deaf man. They didn't care about their reputations. They begged for Jesus to do it. These people were not too proud to beg to get their friend healed. Let, let me ask you something real quick. Uh is anybody begging Jesus on your behalf? They didn't care about their reputations. They wanted their friend healed. So they did what they had to do to get it going. And I mentioned verse 32 and 33 because it, it, the, the, the verse 32, it being a both and instead of an either or verse 32 talks about people helping but verse 33 says that after these people begged for Jesus to help uh, Jesus took the man in private away from the crowd in order to heal him so there are some times in your life where only you and Jesus are going to be there to get the work done yes there are some times where you'll need your people around you to go to Jesus on your behalf but there are some other times where you're going to have to be with Jesus by yourself this miraculous healing that Jesus did is not an either or situation but a both and because sometimes you got the people around you and sometimes you got to do it yourself but either way you got to make sure that Jesus is still involved when the work is done And so Jesus healed the man. He prayed and said for it to be opened. And he could hear and he could speak plainly. And then Jesus told this man to keep it a secret. But Jesus' reputation is growing once again. Jesus healed someone and told them all to keep it a secret because he did not want it getting out. Still, it got out anyway. When, when, when things are going on in your life that Jesus have had a part in, you have to tell somebody about it. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. When Jesus does something in your life, you ought to be able to tell somebody about it. It's a good thing to tell somebody about it. There's a whole bunch of good things that happen to us that we tell everybody about that don't have anything to do with Jesus. Come to see my new car. 
car. Come and see my house at the housewarming party. I went to this restaurant for brunch and baby, the food was good. Have you seen this new movie? Let me show you about this new app on my phone and see how good it is. When we get to these good things, we want to tell somebody about it. And we got to be just as excited about Jesus as we are about those things. And so that man couldn't keep it to himself. And his rep and Jesus's reputation kept growing. And I'd like to think about how Jesus's reputation kept growing. And in the end, he learned something from that. In the end, that was why he would tell people to go out and baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because we can't keep all these miracles and the goodness that Jesus has been doing to ourselves. And not only that, I'd like to think that he also saw some foreshadowing in the Syrophoenician woman. Just like the Syrophoenician woman uh, 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 was able to deal with some humiliation to save her child. Jesus was later going to endure the ultimate humiliation to save all of creation. Just like that woman had no pride about making sure that her daughter got healed, Jesus, who was God in the flesh, put on human flesh. He endured an ultimate humiliation by emptying himself into a human body and living a life on earth because he had to become that which he had to save. And so he was both fully God and fully man. He was fully man because he had to become what he had to, 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 that he wanted to save and fully God so that he could have the power to raise himself from the dead. He endured ultimate humiliation for going to jail on trumped up charges, for getting beat with a cat of nine tails for something that he did not do. He could have called 10,000 angels down, but he willingly stayed on that cross. They said you can get down and save everybody, but if he had gotten down off that cross, all of our souls would have been lost. So he endured the ultimate humiliation and turned it on against everyone else because he got up on the third day with all power in his hands. And his reputation grew so much that the best-selling book of all time talks about his life. His reputation grew so much that even though we got all these different denominations and all these different things going on, he's still a major figure in everyone's life. His reputation grew more than we could have ever imagined. And it's time for us to continue to spread that reputation. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity to gather once again in your name. We thank you for this word, for those who heard it and those who will hear it later. That your Holy Spirit will do a work in them that only it can do. That they'll ask, what must I do to become saved? That they'll want to know you in the pardoning of their sins. Lord God, let this word be a seed that is planted in fertile soil and produces a great harvest for your kingdom. 30, 60, and 100 fold. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. 
please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.